welcome to the Dawn of Hope podcast. This is another 30 Days of Hope episode. Um, if you're not there already, please go to the website mydawnofhope.org slash blog, and you'll find uh, the day that we're on, and you can read along with the blog as you listen to podcasts. There's a podcast player on the same page. Um, so we're here with Joyce again. Hi, Luke. Hi. Um, so the one you wrote this time is based off of Psalms 103.2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Um, so what led you to pick this verse when you were talking about writing about hope? Well, you know, I have come to realize that a life of thanksgiving and praise will keep you in an attitude and a frame of mind of hope. So uh, Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So when we remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God and all his promises, then we can't stay depressed. You can't think of the goodness of God and everything he's promised you and be sad at the same time. Yeah. And that's really good. And I just uh, I just finished recording with Ivy, and that was that's day seven, I think. Okay. Ooh. It's not okay. Day seven. Um, so, but she was talking about, you know, kind of a similar thing, but not praise. She was talking about um, that hope, you can have a choice to be hopeful when you wake up in the mornings. And you say, I'm going to have a good day. And that's you awesome. kind of go about it that way. And... And this is really good because you talk about, you know, it's basically based off of praise. And that praise is our way of, you know, in the Old Testament, they would praise God through action, through sacrificing something or all these other ways. And and they appeased God that way, too. We don't, miss, we don't have to appease God really anymore. Jesus took that from us. But we can still praise God, and that helps us in a lot of different ways that you talk about in here. Um so you say giving God praise and thanks isn't for his benefit, although I'm sure he enjoys it, but for yours. Praise is a weapon. It keeps you in peace and it stops Satan in his tracks. And you quote a few verses in there that y'all can see if you're at the website right now. Um, but when you say it isn't for his benefit, but for ours, um, what do you mean by that? Well, actually, um, we usually think of praise and worship as something we're doing for the Lord, but the Lord showed me that Praise really stops the enemy, irritates the enemy, and drives Satan. You know, just discomfits, to use old covenant word, it throws them into turmoil. So it's not that God is conceited or self-centered, but he knows the strategy that we need to disarm Satan. So praise is really a weapon, as it says in Psalm 2. um, Let me look that up so I don't (laughs) misquote it. But out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, I believe that's what it says, thou hast perfected praise. But then Jesus quoted it in Matthew 21, 16, and he says, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength. So he didn't misquote it. He clarified it. He interpreted it. So perfected praise is ordained strength. So that's the weapon right there. When we praise God, we have strength. And we all know what Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when you realize that it's a weapon, it's a strategy, then you don't have to wait till you feel like it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people only praise God. Everybody can praise God when things are going great. But when things are going wrong, are you going to praise Him because you don't feel like it? 
you can still praise him anyway. And then, you know, it's a matter of trust. If I really trust God, although everything may look dark, bleak, black, but if I trust him, I can still give him praise in the dark, but then knowing it's a weapon gives me even more incentive. Yeah, if you really see why you're doing it, and then it's not just like, uh, I like how you said it in here somewhere, if I could find it. But you basically said, you know, God's not self-centered. He's not like, oh, praise me because I just need it or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's for our benefit because it is a weapon like that. And if you see it that way, then it gives you that much more motivation to, to do it because you're not just doing it for the benefit of God, who obviously doesn't need it. <laughs> exactly. You're doing it for the benefit of you, who obviously does need it. Right. And, you know, Satan wants you to go, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Things are looking so bad, or I feel so bad. He wants us to moan and groan and mope and complain. And so when we get in that mode, we're really praising Satan. Yeah. You know? So instead of doing that, when we turn around... We get bad news and we have a bad doctor's report and we say, well, glory to God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am the healed. Jesus bled and died. And it says, by his stripes, I'm healed. I give you thanks and praise. That's the last thing the devil expects you to do. Yeah. So it throws them off. And I think there's something special about it, too, because, you know, that was Lucifer's thing before was was praising God. And so there's there's got to be some special, like, oh. (laughs) That he gets when oh, yeah. we do that. You know oh, what I mean? <laughs> that's a good point. That's real good. Um, so then you go on, you talk about, um, you heard a message that revolutionized your fellowship with the Lord. It was about King Solomon being so grateful to God that he offered a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. God had subdued, subdued his enemies and established his throne early in his reign, and he was overwhelmed with thanks. So kind of talk about that story that you're talking about there. Yeah, there was a pastor uh, that came to visit us, and she talked about how um, constricted she was in praise and worship. And she had heard a message, which she shared with us, of how uh, Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings. Well, that was a lot of labor, you know? Yeah. And that took, who knows, hours, maybe even took more than a day to kill and sacrifice all these animals. It was bloody, it was smelly, but because he was so thankful... You know, he did it. And uh, our the fruit of our lips is our sacrifice. We don't have to sacrifice an animal. Just open your mouth. The fruit of your lips giving praise and thanks to the Lord is our sacrifice. Yeah. And so I thought, hmm, if Solomon could kill a thousand animals, certainly I could give God a thousand praises. It kind of takes away your excuses. Don't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't have time. It's like, well, this guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So um, when she said that, I got out a list and I said, let's see if I can write down a thousand things I'm thankful for. Well, I didn't get to a thousand. I got to a hundred and something because every day I would just, you know, in my quiet time, I'd add a few more, add a few more. And then it's like, you don't have to um, get to a thousand. You can say these over and over. And then it reminds you of the goodness of God. But from that time on, I have just really you know, been so thankful, lived a life of thanksgiving and praise. Yeah, and it's, that's such a crazy thing, like, even to get over a hundred, like, honestly, you have to purpose to think of things like that, like you're talking about, you know, sit down, you're like, I'm going to think of all the things that I can, you know, that I'm thankful for and grateful for and all these things, 
And you have to think, you have to purpose to do that, even if you don't have to sit down and write 100 of them out every day. It's not natural. It's more natural to be like, I don't have this, I don't have yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing we think you know? about. <laughs> yeah. Make yourself think about what you do have. You know, as a kid, they had us learn the song, Count Your Blessings. You know, count your many yeah. blessings one by one. And we think of that as a child's thing to do, but we should. Yeah. And then when you know the word, you know, I started off with, I thank God I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm in his kingdom. I'm filled with the spirit of God. You know, just the basic things. And then from there, I just remembered, you know, God always causes me to triumph. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. By his stripes, I'm healed, you know. Yeah. And when you know the word, you really can give thanks. Because yeah. I remember when my uh, kids were small, I would have them uh, tell me, what what are you thankful for? Make a thankfulness list. I'm thankful for mommy. I'm thankful for dad. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. good and all. And we are thankful for the people in our lives. But when you know the promises that God has given you and that he's never against, you know, there's this song from Sinich that I love, God is for me. Nothing can stand against me. You know, when you know that God is for you, you can always give him thanks and praise. Yeah, and it's such a big deal to just have that thankfulness perspective on everything. Because, like, like if you're listening to this, you're listening to this on a computer or a phone. You know, and it might be an iPhone 9 instead of an 11. Or oh, something. my goodness. But yeah, you know, my dad had a really good piece of advice the other day, which... He's going to listen to this, so I don't know if I should say it. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, we've been working on my cabin, and there's a lot of frustrations that come with working on a 35, 40-year-old house. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were driving back, and he said something. I, I can't quote him, but it was kind of to the tune of, you know, something funny about houses is that no matter how big you get them, there's always somebody that has a bigger one. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because we were driving back through my neighborhood, and I mean, we're in the Colorado Mountains. Like, there's some pretty sweet houses in there, (laughs) you know? And my house is nice, too, but it's nice to me. Like, I'm 23. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you see a cabin, and it's like, looks like it was built with Lincoln Logs. It's just, (laughs) it's awesome. But it's really true. It's like, I should be grateful to have a house, period. Because there's a lot of people that don't. Especially and, at your age. Yeah. Even though there are bigger, better houses out there, like, this is the one that's for me right now, and I'm okay with that. That's great. Yeah. And I don't even know, like, what I would do with a five-bedroom house. Like, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would want to clean it now. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but to just have that perspective, to be like, you know, I might not have the nicest phone car mm-hmm. house whatever but i have a phone car house like Absolutely. you know what i mean and they all work i have the money if my phone were to just stop working today i would be annoyed because i don't want to spend money on a new phone but i could go get another phone you know what i mean it wouldn't be the end of the world and even if i couldn't get another phone it still wouldn't be the it end still wouldn't be the end of the world like <laughs> Honestly, it would be good for a lot of us to not have phones for a lot of trouble. But I just love the the perspective that you're like that you're writing this from, like that pure thankfulness perspective, and like what I just talked about with Ivy was the pure, like hopeful, positive perspective, and it's just perspective is everything. Like it colors every interaction that you have in a day. Like we were talking about getting cut off in traffic. It's like 
Yeah. If you're in a good mood getting caught from traffic, you it's don't even know. Deal, but, but if you're not in a good mood, it just ruins your whole day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just little things like that. If you have a thankful and hopeful perspective, and you just decide at the beginning of every day that you have that perspective, then you're pretty much going to have a good day no matter what. Yeah. There's not many things that can really do it. It's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. Everything that comes against you, although immediately it might not be comfortable, or immediately you might not like it, there's something good that God can bring out of it if you have the right attitude and if you watch your mouth, if you don't start speaking the negative, you know, and just trust the Lord. Yeah, and it's... You know, the first thing that always is going to come to your mind is probably the fleshly, the oh no, or the mm-hmm. this is awful part like of you is going to come up. Get to your thought first, and you're going to be like, no. I'm going to be thankful about this and positive about this, and it's going to be okay. And then, you know, you just move through it that way. And honestly, like, there's, like, like if you say I'm really busy and I'm stressed all the time and I can't think. I can't sit down and write a hundred and something things, then okay. But, you know, I'm sure Solomon was busy. He was the king. So he probably had stuff to do. (laughs) So, and I'm like, one of the things that I always say about Old Testament stuff is that it, it, like these stories are extreme examples of things that are relevant today. Like Mm -hmm. Solomon killed a thousand animals. Like you don't have to kill any animals. You definitely don't have to kill a thousand animals, but it's the fact that he was like, you know what? I'm going to take however many hours or days this takes and how many men it takes to get it done. And I'm going to show my thankfulness to God on Mm -hmm. this level. And it's like, if we had that attitude all the time, people would be nicer to each other yes. and help more helpful to each other and all sorts of things. So yeah. there was a um, minister that I heard Steve Backlund, he's from Bethel and um, he was talking about um, that. You said it, how everything is perspective. There's always a solution. So he said, whenever something would happen with he or his wife and it seemed like, you know, they were overcome or overwhelmed. One of them would stop and say, wait a minute, there's always the solution. And just saying that out of your mouth turns your your frame of mind, your frame of reference along, around. I might not know what the solution is at the moment, but there is one. But the enemy wants us to think it's hopeless, it's no way out, it's never going to end. you know. But when we have a God that loves us, which we do, then there's always the solution. And when I stop, just like they said, and say that, a peace comes over me and I calm down. And then maybe I'll just go to sleep and say, Lord, I know you got this. You know, instead of stressing over it and continuing to try to figure things out on my own. And then sometimes it'll rectify itself. I didn't even have to do anything. Or other times God will show me what to do. But there's always a solution. Yeah. And sometimes it's just if you switch to that mindset, you realize, you know, because there's things for everybody that hits an emotional note for you and then it's 10 times bigger than it needs to be. But if you have that mindset, you can kind of see like, Oh, I'm being emotional about this. Like give myself an hour. I'm going to be yeah. fine. And you know you, what I mean? You know, said an hour. I heard, I don't know if it was Jerry Savella, Kenneth Copeland, but they said, uh, maybe it was Andrew woman. Anyway, you know, it's, it's all God. It was from God, whoever said it. But a year from now, what will that really mean to you? Yeah. It'll, it'll be nothing. You know, yeah. a year from now, 
if you even remember it, you'll look back on it as something so small and insignificant. Yeah. So it's it's your perspective. Like you said, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, but the enemy comes with with uh, emotional re- giving us in our flesh as well an emotional action like, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. No, it's not. Even like this COVID nineteen, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened. No. Ebola was way worse. And yeah. People got Ebola, they dropped dead immediately. People are recovering from the coronavirus. Um, I was looking at a headline in the newspaper when I was at the store, 1918 here in Colorado. They had some type of epidemic and hundreds and hundreds of people died, you know. Wow, so, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> I didn't either until I just happened to glance that um, newspaper. But it's not the end of the world because we have a good God that loves us. Yeah, and like... Obviously, it's sad, you know, that people die from sicknesses and different things that come through like this, but it doesn't have to affect your worldview or affect you at all as a Christian because you can sit back and you can say, I'm God, like Ivy's versus she picked said something like, or one of the verses she used said something like, God has gone before me and Mm -hmm. I know this, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, he has gone before you right. in every case. And all you have to do is stay in the footsteps that he already laid and you're going to be okay. Amen. 100% of the time. So, that's right. Um, that's really good. Is there anything else? You want <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just, I would encourage the listener to take some time because you're kind of locked in right now. A friend of mine sent me on WhatsApp, um, a greeting that said, good morning inmates. <laughs> <laughs> So take advantage of this is time that you're not rushed. You don't have a thousand things to do. Take time to just think about how good God is and what he's promised you and how faithful he is to keep his word. You know, and you may surprise yourself and see how many you can come up with. But when we continue to keep praise and thanks in our mouths, you know, we're opening the way for victory. Yep, that's awesome. That's really good advice. So I'm just going to go through your prayer to finish. Um, So you wrote, Father, I choose to remember your faithfulness and all your benefits and recount them to you. I will offer to you the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of my lips, giving thanks to your name. You deserve all the glory and praise because you caused me to always triumph. Amen. Um, So you quote, or you have in parentheses, 2 Corinthians 2.14 at the bottom of the prayer. Um, So what caused you to write the verse this way. It's a verse prayer. <laughs> but uh, it's a really good prayer. It's, you know, I will offer you the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of my lips, giving thanks to your name. And that's just like within the prayer, you're already doing what you're talking about. In right, the, the exactly. Thing, so. Yeah, um, the sacrifice of praise, again, it's called a sacrifice because you might not feel like doing it. It's a choice, but you are going to remember that it's a weapon that it irritates and aggravates the snot out of the devil. <laughs> and uh, it, it gives glory to God. And 2 Corinthians 2.14 is just the reference, thanks be unto God, which always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. That's awesome. So thanks again, Joyce. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. 
Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow-up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donofo Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Don of Hope, you can visit mydonofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Don of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.